Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders and today I'm excited to be talking with choreographer Alexander Whitley, or Alex. Alex is a former Birmingham Royal Ballet dancer and now holds a prestigious position as a New Wave associate at Sadler's Wells, London's acclaimed dance house, and he's also an associate of Rombert, London's leading contemporary dance company. Among many other accolades, Alex has launched his own dance company, the Alexander Whitley Dance Company, which is premiering Alex's new work, Eight Minutes, at Sadler's Wells on 27th of June. Eight Minutes, interestingly, brings dance and space science together in a unique full-length performance. So thanks for joining us, Alex. Hi, it's a pleasure. So Alex, before we talk about your choreography, tell us about your days as a dancer. When did you start dancing and what inspired you to take up ballet? Um, I started dancing when I was really young, kind of before I can even remember it really. I think I was about three, three and a half when I first went to a, um, a ballet class. Uh, and I, I grew up in a small village in, in Cumbria in the north of England. And um, according to my parents, whenever there was music playing, I would jump around excitedly. So they thought it might be a good idea to try and channel that energy. And uh, it just so happened that there was a, a dance school in the um, neighboring village to the one I grew up in. Um, and I had a really great um, young dance teacher who um, kind of knew how to... I guess look after me and guide me in, in the right direction. I was the only boy in the in the dance school, um, so I guess it was kind of quite unusual for me to be doing that in that kind of environment, community. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I went from there, and she pointed me in the direction of the Royal Ballet School, yes. and I started going to uh, the Junior Associates Program in London once a month from the age of eight, and then when I was eleven, I went full time the Royal Ballet School so I left home and uh, I went to boarding school. Goodness, that is from, as you say, from a very young age, travelling all the way down to London on a monthly basis and quite intense mm. training, of course, at the esteemed Royal Ballet School, um, which was a great platform for you ending up dancing with the Birmingham Royal Ballet. Tell us about your experience yeah. with the company. Well, that was my first um, job out of school. I, I graduated um at the end of 1999 and started my job just at the beginning of the, the new millennium. And it was, you know, it's, um, it takes a few years to kind of get settled into your career, to get out of school and um, I guess kind of grow up into professional life. Um, but it was a good, a good place for me to kind of, to do that. And, and it was where I really started getting interested in choreography. Um, most kind of ballet companies and, and big dance companies have, choreographic workshop programs where they give the dancers in the company an opportunity to make their own work. And um, that opportunity came about for me in, in Birmingham and I um, I made something for the first time. I hadn't really been that interested in it before that, but I think, you know, realizing that this was the profession that I was um, going to spend my life in, um, I took a bit more of a, an active interest in it and, and started to look a lot more broadly at the kind of other forms of dance as well which which got me really inspired i think and um so i started making my own work there and and, and you know realized how much 
I kind of didn't know about dance because I'd I'd grown up in um, in the Royal Ballet School system, which is wonderful if you if you want uh, you know a really solid technique and yeah. and um, and to and to work in that kind of pure classical tradition. But I think the more I got interested in dance and choreography, the more my interest broadened, um, and I kind of um, moved more and more towards contemporary dance. I think I think because I was um, you know interested in in what was going on in the world around me and saw a bit of a gap between the kind of um, the ideas and the mentality of, of ballet, which, you know, is, is inherently conservative and in that it, that it's, it's, it's about preserving a tradition and a wonderful tradition. Um, but I was seeing the work of people like Wayne McGregor, um, Akram Khan, mm-hmm. Russell Malafan, these, these choreographers that were really kind of emerging on the scene around that time in the early 2000s. And, um, and was just fascinated by how they were, you know, working and dealing with very kind of modern ideas, ideas that related to the world that I was growing up into and, and wanted to learn more about how I could make dance reflect that for me. Um, and I guess that, that was the kind of journey I took um, to move into contemporary dance and to, to, to move to Rombo Dance Company where, um, you know, it's traditionally been a company um, for... Um, classical dancers to make that transition into contemporary dance. So mm-hmm. I guess they're, you know, um, in the broad spectrum that contemporary dance covers, Romba has tended to be kind of more the, the classical end with the technical end of, of, of dance. Um, and so it was, uh, it was a really great place for me to um, broaden my experience and, uh, and learn more about kind of dance in general, but also to, to develop my choreography because again, Romba is, got a long history of um, a very kind of active choreographic program. It's always been a, a great platform for dancers to develop their own work and, and to present it on a relative, relatively um, kind of high-profile stage. And as a dancer, moving from the pure classical ballet over to contemporary, what physical challenges did you face making that change and working with Rombert? Uh, a lot um, because ballet you know most people that do ballet and, and and work professionally as a ballet dancer have tended to do it from a very early age as I had done you know I'd been practicing ballet you know regularly several times a week and then full time from the age of 11 um, and you know it instills a lot of habits a really kind of strong habits in your body in terms of how you hold your weight, how you, you know, um, how your weight is lifted kind of through your body and how your chest works. I mean, it's your, your whole way of thinking in movement is, is, is deeply um, informed and kind of habituated through that high degree of practice, yeah. which is how you achieve skill ultimately through, you know, intense repetition. So it took me a long time to kind of unlearn a lot of those habits that were so deeply instilled in my body in terms of how to use weight differently to like relax um, in my body and release my weight um, downwards. You know, there's been, like, you know, there's various strands of contemporary dance, but I guess uh, one of the most fundamental differences between contemporary dance and, and ballet, I'd say, is that contemporary dance uses weight in a very different way. Um, and and that takes a long time to get a feel for when you're so used to um, to working with it 
in a kind of uh, um, in a lifted way. You know, ba- yeah. ballet kind of centers the weight and and achieves balance through kind of lifting high up off the floor. Whereas in in a lot of contemporary dance technique, you really have to relax into the movement in order to achieve the kind of flow and the the fluidity of, of movement in and out of the floor. In particular, getting used to doing floor work um, and finding that kind of that smoothness. Um, you also dance with Michael Clark Company, Sydney Dance Company, Wayne McGregor, Random Dance. These are some of yeah. the most important contemporary dance companies. How has that experience inspired your own choreography? Um, well, I guess, you know, every opportunity you get to work with a, uh, a choreographer gives you a, a different kind of insight into the ways you can go about creating um, an organizing movement. Uh, and I think having, you know, having the opportunity to work with a wide range of choreographers, and, you know, people um, like the ones you just mentioned was, was a brilliant opportunity for me to not only kind of develop a range of skills um, in contemporary art, um, because each choreographer, you know, stretches you in a slightly different direction technically and expressively in the kind of work you're doing you have to um learn a bit more about yourself each time you um approach a new style uh, and a new way of thinking in, in movement in order to really properly embody it and so and i guess also because you know i was i was interested in making my own work from quite early on in my career mm-hmm. i was actively um you know, thinking uh, and studying, I guess, the, the choreographers I was working with, you know, pulling bits of ideas from how they approach movement and um, feeding that into my own process and, and way of thinking about it. So, you know, each one of these opportunities was just a um, a great, great way for me to learn um, and start to get a sense of what my own particular interests might be in dance and obviously you're you're deeply informed by the the work you're doing and it's taken me i guess a bit of time of of working independently to more clearly establish what my own style and identity is because you know you get so informed by the work of other people when when you're performing it because it's literally in your body it's it informs the way you think um because you're you're doing it you're active in it um and so, yeah, and how uh, would you, Alex? How would you describe your your own choreographic language? That identity uh, that you were talking about. What what would define your work? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm still learning about that all the time, and that's okay. what keeps me kind of interested in um, in choreographing is is that that continuous discovery um, and a curiosity about about what about that question but i guess you know there's 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 clearly um some strong themes running through it um that have been informed by my history you know even though i left the world of ballet quite a long time ago there's definitely still aspects of that that um inform the way i think about movement and some you know some of the aesthetic preferences i i I bring to it you know the, the use of extension for one is it you know features very much in my choreography still but i guess mm-hmm. i have tried to um, expand on and rethink how how the principle of extension can be used, not just to you know create a long arabesque, for example, but to be used in in moving in and out of the floor and and um, you know principles of release technique of using the weight and kind of relaxation as well as kind of the the control and lift that you have in 
and classicism. Um, doing a lot of Cunningham's work in Rumba has informed the the way I think kind of systematically and abstractly about how to um, organize movements and and I guess it you know informs the process I go through in terms of thinking about um, constructing sequences of movement. You know, he Cunningham was was a, a true modernist and that he really kind of reduced um, a thought process around movement down to its essential parts. He was incredibly pure in mm. in defining and articulating and understanding of different parts of the body and how they could be kind of um, disassembled and reassembled. Um, and then, you know, working with someone like Wayne McGregor has, again, deeply informed my my way of thinking about movement and the you know the the various ways you can approach um, generating movement material, of taking an idea, um, you know, a, a source of inspiration, and finding lots of different ways to use that to repurpose that bit of information to generate different um, forms of movement. And um, so there's there's lots there's lots that informs it, and um, it's hard to know exactly. Um, what that outcome is. There's always, you know, there's something instinctive that obviously informs everyone's yeah. way of moving, but there there are so many different um, kind of ideas and processes that also feed into that. that and yeah, tell, us, uh, tell us about your approach or your process for choreographing new works. You've got the your latest work, Eight Minutes, premiering at Sadler's Wells. How, what is your mm -hmm. process? Do you work with dancers? Do you bring an idea? What is What is your process? Well, it's generally very collaborative with um, with the dancers I work with. Mm -hmm. um, so I use a lot of task work and improvisation in the early stages to to ask questions, um, to kind of put ideas out there um, and to open up um, new worlds, I guess, for me in, in um, how the the subject or the inspiration of the piece might um, inform the the movement in various ways. So, um, you know, that, that involves, so in the case of eight minutes, for example, mm -hmm. we're, we're, uh, we're working, I've been working with um, some physicists from the Brotherhood African Laboratory and have been learning um, as much as my relatively small brain can can <laughs> comprehend of the incredibly complex world of, of physics and you know, astrophysics, um, and and so I, I you know I've learned a lot uh, theoretically about um, about the sun and um, you know the universe and um, in more broader terms, um, and then I've been you know spending a lot of time thinking about how how those ideas might um, inform the, the the generation of, of movement. And the the very beginning of the process um, involved kind of talking with the, with the dancers about some of these these um, ideas from physics or these kind of theoretical concepts, and then and then kind of posing the question of how the body is capable of understanding these ideas because we you know we can understand things abstractly, terribly, mm -hmm. um, but. The the world of meaning and understanding is very different in movement than than in in language, 
Um, and I think, you know, that, that process of translation is a really important and often problematic one in dance because we understand and communicate um, as humans first and foremost through language. Certainly modern, in, in, in modern days, we, we do. We're, 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 we language the world and we understand it primarily um, through the, the um, semantic structures of, of, of language. Mm-hmm. The movement deals with meaning in very different ways and and um so it's important for me to you know to understand these or gain as much understanding as i could of um these uh, complex concepts from the science but then try and kind of reduce them down in a way to a simple or essential property that could could be understood by the body um find that you know finding out what what that um essential element was that could then start a process of generating movement that would allow us to recomplexify that idea, but on the terms of, uh, of, of movement, essentially. So rather than trying to explain these kind of complex scientific terms <laughs> through the body, mm-hmm. of, of just find, finding, finding out or exploring and playing with how the body understands some of these um, physics concepts and then using that as a basis to generate um, these more complex sequences. This is that you might expect in a, in a contemporary dance. Yeah, this is a very much uh, an intellectually based uh, piece of work by the sounds of it. Um, quite uh, a serious topic that you have, have chosen. You know, space science is not for the faint-hearted, as you say, and uh, quite a uh, many-layered complexities. Is all of your work yeah. so very intellectually based or is it there just a particular inspiration around this topic for eight minutes? Um, I, I'd say most of my work um, is kind of has an, has an intellectual um, aspect to it and that, that I think that's just the way I, I tend to think and, and approach subjects is I want to learn about them and understand them um, as deeply as I can so that I can then inform a process, a creative process as richly as possible through that kind of deep understanding. But I guess there's a difference between the kind of the intellectual rigor of a process and the, the outcome of that mm. process and in, in what's then presented on, on the stage. And, and, um, and, you know, movement, again, uh, you know, to go back to what I was saying before, movement um, deals in different terms. So I, you know, I don't, I don't go through this process in order to make something that an audience would then understand necessarily the complexity of the process that we've been through to, to get to that point. So it's a question of what the effect of um, that process is. And, and movement, you know, affects us um, emotionally through the, uh, the the kinesthetic empathy we have through our um, feeling of moving. You know, every, every, every human um, lives in a body and has a has an understanding of what it's like for that body to move and, and the feeling of what it's like for that body to move. And that we, we, we sensitively engage with our environment through movement and through the, the feeling we have of that experience of moving in that environment. So, you know, these ideas, these processes generate sequences uh, of, of movement and, and kind of identify certain characteristics that I can use as a kind of basis of, of building up a piece of, of dance. 
Um, but how I then sequence those things and put them into order is very much about the question of what, what the effect of that is, what the kind of the emotional effect and the, and the impact that the particular, you know, the different types of dynamics and qualities that you can have in movement have. Um, and, and that's quite a different consideration. So, yeah. you know, it's really choreographic process is, is quite, it's kind of nonlinear and there are many, many stages to it that, that require a different, require different questions, I think. Um, and, and, and that is, for me, that's really fascinating that, you know, you can, you can start with, uh, a very abstract idea and 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 use it essentially to um, to set you off on a on a on a journey of of creation and discovery um, and by the end of it you might be you know somewhere completely different in terms yeah. of what the outcome of that thing is and the effect that it has uh, and the purpose that that then serves in um, in a dance piece. And as part of Eight Minutes, uh, collaboration has been important to you, and I understand it's quite important to your your career in general. I'm quite interested in the work with the Movement Collective. Um, I understand is a group of acclaimed dancers and sorry, New Movement yeah. Collective, uh, yeah. who are a group of dancers and choreographers who are seeking to redefine the landscape of contemporary dance. I'm interested. What do you feel needs changing, and what are you? What change are you trying to create? And does this piece fit into that? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, um, New Move Collective's uh, something I've been involved in for quite a while now, and, and it really grew out of um, uh, a generation of, of, of um, dancers that were at Romba together, um, and you know, so a lot. Of, a lot of us in the collective um, have been working together for you know, 15 years or, or more. Um, and, and we, we kind of, we launched this platform kind of, it, well, it kind of emerged through, through our own desire to create a platform for our, for our works to be presented. Uh -huh. um, and in doing so, we, you know, our interests, I think there's 11 of us in the in, in the collective, and you know, so lots of people bringing slightly different ideas into the mix, and um, we kind of just fell into this situation where we had the opportunity to work with the Architects Association um, in London, which is you know one of the big architecture schools, on um, on a project where we were kind of presenting work in, outside of the theatre and had the opportunity to work with some some of the students from um, the Architects Association who were um, kind of designing architectural forms, but with an, um, you know, focusing more around the idea of, of performance and the relationship between the body and um, designed spaces. And it, I guess it just started to open up a question for us and make us, and really kind of uh, provoked us to think about how we could um, take a different perspective on um, what we understood from the world that we'd come from, which was very much about how dance is presented on a stage in a mm -hmm. theatre and how the relationship between the audience and the performer is very fixed and that the audience are kind of sat stationary in their seat and, uh, and are watching from a distance. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, it just got, has got us really excited about how we can ask questions around that established form and, and think about how choreography can be understood more broadly. So, for example, to include the movement of 
the audience mm -hmm. in the performance so that there how they move around the space is as much as a choreographic consideration of how we as you know, more conventionally understood performers um, are moving. And then also how how our relationship to the um, the space we inhabit and the structures that exist within that space can also be a choreographic consideration. Mm -hmm. And so really, you know, expanding the field of choreography to consider more than just the performer's moving body as dance might considerably uh, uh, um, um, you know, how, how it might more traditionally consider it to be. And, and I think for us, that's just, it's really opened up a, a much bigger and wider field for us to explore our work in um, and to work really collaboratively, not only amongst ourselves as a group of 11 choreographers in terms of how we can devise these performances collectively. And um, so we create and perform in them together, which already changes the the process of how they're made, there's a lot of discussion um, that goes on and um, and we really have to clearly articulate and justify our ideas to each other, which again, you know, is quite different from how um, a conventional choreographic process runs, which is that there's a, you know, a lead artistic director or choreographer mm -hmm. who brings ideas to the studios that they then teach to the dancers and the dancers perform um, those, those movements as accurately as possible according to the intention of the choreographer um, and I guess it just uh, yeah it, it um, takes us to different places creatively and also allows us to invite in people working in other disciplines like digital art design yep. architecture um, film and invite them into that very collaborative process as well and um, and I guess it's also reflective of a change in attitude and understanding of people working in these other fields. You know, it was it was the Architecture Association approaching us as a group of dancers and choreographers. It's interesting um, because of their interest in uh, yeah because of yeah. their interest in in um, in the idea of choreography being essentially architectural. Um, that it's about designing flows of movement through space, or you know, architecture is a choreography in a way. We 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 have a um, a theory of of a space, and then we actualize that theory in a physical form, and then we have an experience of what it's like to move through that space, and and you know the particular design um, and ideas of how that space is set out determine how we move through it. That's choreography. So there's a you know there's a growing and a widening interest in in the idea of how the body. Um, engages with its environment that um, applies across various fields that I guess we're we're tapping into in the work that we're doing with living the collective, and I think is you know it's a really fascinating thing for us all to be exploring together. Yeah, absolutely, and. I'm also interested, you're a new wave associate at, at Sadler's Wells. Um, you know, this is a, a more traditional uh, format. You've got your stage and the fabulous dance house with its theatre. Yeah. Um, tell us about your your work with Sadler's Wells. Well, I, I've been a new wave associate there since 2012, I think 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really, with, you know, the support and backing of Sadler's Wells and uh, and also the Royal Opera House at the same time. I was really lucky that, um, you know, both theatres approached me around the same time to um, to offer me associate positions that, um, that really gave me the support and backing 
that I needed in order to be able to launch my own company to, to kind of take that leap um, of, of uh, working for other people to um, going on my own, going out there on my own um, and setting up. Because it's often, you know, a, a slightly precarious transition where you're yeah. relying on one profession as your source of income to to then um, switching over to the other and often takes time. And so, um, yeah, that's been a, you know, a huge uh, a huge part of, of me making that transition and um, and it's also you know um, in terms of dance theatres in the UK and internationally it's, it's uh, a really amazing platform for Absolutely. me to be presenting my work from um, it's got an amazingly kind of you know amazing history of, of um, as a venue in terms of the, the work that's been presented there and the companies that have worked there but also you know more recently the kind of the platform that Alice Spalding, the director of Fellows Wells, has created in terms of the, the cohort of associate artists that he's brought into it and the way he's kind of supported a whole generation of, of makers has really defined um, contemporary dance in the UK. Absolutely. And so it's, it's absolutely, you know, the place that, that I want to be working um, from and in and also to be, you know, learning from um, from the expertise of the people that they, they have working there. And I guess, you know, it is... Um, in relation to the movement collective, the work I'm doing with my company is more conventional. It mm-hmm. is, you know, um, I'm making work for the stage, um, and and um, conforms more to to those conventions. But I guess I am still interested in, um, you know, exploring the um, the the boundaries or or exploring the the kind of borders between dance and other media so I've been you know a special focus of, of my company since the beginning and one of, one of the reasons why I really felt the need to start my own company was to provide a, a bit more of an experimental platform for me to research and, um, and explore how interactive technology for example um, can be used in, in the theatre um, I just you know out of chance in a way um, through my and a social group outside of the dance world has um, got quite familiar with people working in interactive technologies or digital technologies, mm-hmm. um, and and I've been fascinated by how that has the potential to kind of really expand um, the the choreographic sphere in a in a, in a similar way to how I was talking um, about the work we do with New, New Movement Collective in that through these in- interactive systems. So they're essentially, you know, motion tracking devices that have yeah. the ability to um, read and kind of see the body as it uh, moves through space and feed that information into a computer system, which then allows you to set up a relationship between the moving body and um, other digital media like projections or moving lights or lasers, um, the various things that I've explored um, and and it's essentially all being driven by the the body still, so it extends the reach of the body into a much kind of wider space. So you know, it's beyond the physical confines of the of the human body itself, um, and it's kind of reaching out into other spaces in the theatre in terms of you know the the space that a projection can cover, which is essentially the mm. you know a whole back cloth or a whole front gauze, but also into um, into different ways of conceiving movement which we can now explore through digital technology and you know, different ways of visualizing things and take, taking taking the movement and finding a different kind of 
um, visual expression of that, but it's still ultimately being generated by the moving body. So that's been, uh, you know, something I've been really interested in and spent quite a lot of time exploring over the last few years. I think um, the new technologies and digital technologies are really interesting from an audience perspective as well. There's such a huge appetite for audiences to become more immersed, more engaged um, mm -hmm. and participatory mm -hmm. in the process yeah. around dance. You know, we, we see dancers and choreographers now with huge social followings. We see, you know, audiences wanting to know what goes on behind the stage, how the choreography works in the studio. And I think all these new technologies really open up the ability to engage new audiences as well, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, the, my interest in this technology is also, you know, a reflection of the fact that digital technology p plays an increasingly central role to our lives, you know, that we're Absolutely. all, you know, pretty much everyone has a smartphone and a laptop and is on them very regularly every day, you know, looking at, social media and communicating differently because of these, these new platforms. Um, and dance, for example, has been revolutionized by YouTube, for example. Absolutely. You know, kids now can, can see a massive array of different forms of dance and learn, and, you know, learn those dance, dance forms through videos that are online. When I was growing up, um, you know, at the Royal Ballet School, we maybe had like, a handful of um, the dance films on tape that we could put in and, and, and watch, you know, and now there's limitless uh, amounts that people can learn with, uh, you know, a, a few clicks on their, yeah. on their phone. And, and it, so it's really, it's really uh, massively changed the dance world and, and it's grown hugely in popularity as a result, which is wonderful, yeah. um, as, as you say. And, and, and I think it's, you know, there, there is a growing appetite for, how that then um, features and is reflected in the in the work that's put on stage, and it you know it opens up new creative terrain as well. There, there are new questions that you can ask about dance, um, and, uh, and well, often real, potentially real time through. questions as well. Real time questions of audiences yeah. who can influence choreographic processes or you know, yeah. staging yeah. questions and uh, solutions. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's a, I think it's a very exciting time for dance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So finally, um, as a very successful choreographer and having an amazing dance career, what advice would you give to young aspiring choreographers out there? Um, I would take advantage of any opportunity you can to make something, regardless of um, how good you feel that opportunity is and especially regardless of the outcome of that particular opportunity because I think you know like any discipline like any um, artistic uh, form of expression it takes practice you know you have mm. you have to practice the thing in order to understand what it is and um, and, and hone your skill and your craft um, and you know a lot of people come to choreography because they're dancers there's a whole different set of skills that you need as a choreographer that you're not really, I mean, you're kind of prepared for some of it um, through being a dancer and there's opportunity to learn about it if you're working as a dancer and having the opportunity to work with other choreographers. But I think you just, you just have to put yourself in that situation and, and, and try and, and make what you can when you can. Um, 
and just keep keep learning. It's quite resource heavy making dance. You know, you need a studio, which yeah. are often quite expensive to get hold of. You need a, you know, you need dancers to be working with, um, and then to present it is a whole different um, set of, of problems in terms of the um, the financial and technical resources you need to put it on stage. So, you know, any opportunity there is to to try something out and, and just and make something and get used to making and and being in that frame of mind, I think is is the best way you can go about um, getting kind of more deeply into it and, and understanding it and, and refining your um, uh, your instincts for it. Yeah. Uh, and and also to to look look out there to watch as much as you can and and you know just ask yourself questions about what what interests you and why it interests you and 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 to really I think one of the big things I've found and and kind of learned about is 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 to really think about about what dance is and how ideas work in movement i think there's often quite a lot of confusion like i was saying because we because we exist primarily linguistically mm. um there's quite a lot of confusion about how we talk about dance and what it actually is and i think that can confuse our thinking quite a lot about the intention we have for a piece like what we talk about it being about and then what it actually is doing and so the more you can actually look at the movement itself and really understand what the movement's doing, what its presence brings, rather than justifying it through the ideas mm. you think it might be um, uh, addressing, I think helps in terms of really finding clarity in, in, um, in what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. That is such interesting advice. And uh, I know I'm really looking forward to seeing Eight Minutes at Sadler's Wells. Um, and for our listeners out there, you can book your tickets to 8minutes at saddlerswells.com. And to learn more about Alex and his company, Alexander Whitley Dance Company, visit alexanderwhitley.com. And I just want to say thank you so much for all your valuable time today, Alex. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.